Hey, Eloise. How are you, sweetheart? <laughs> Great. How are you? Time off, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. That was I'm... good? Visiting good. family and stuff? Yeah. Seeing my folks, seeing my Kit Kats. <laughs> my cats live abroad, for those of you who don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of kind of nice to get to see them. I know your parents have made them theirs, so that's yeah, kind of nice. Yeah, they are their cats now. Yeah, which is nice for, your, <laughs> nice for your cats. Maybe not so nice that you're no longer mummy, right? <laughs> yeah, but it's funny when my parents are not around, they're all over me. <laughs> right, yeah. And then course. they come back in and they're like, who is she? I don't know her. <laughs> Too funny. Oh. Too funny is right. Yes, I know. I have my little bird who, yeah, you know, he's he's left the room right now, but I'm waiting. I think I just heard the first chirp. So as soon as I was, he ignores me when he's in the room. He does his own thing. And if I go to play with him, he's like, get out of my way kind of thing. Yeah. But even if he's totally occupied with whatever he's doing, I leave the room and the chirping begins, like, come back, come back. I don't yeah. know if you, I, you can hear him now, but he's yeah, in the yeah. room. And he's chirping away, like, where are you? I figured he'll get hungry being in this room, my office. <laughs> uh, but he's just totally chirping, like, mommy, come back. Which I is, I don't know, as the devouring mother energy, oh. you know, that, that archetype that exists within all of us mm. um, becomes super, uh, I don't know, super powered when you have somebody who loves you that much and is, depends on you. And you're like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> what about if I leave and go out for three hours? <laughs> Poor thing. You just sit sort of miserably. We come in, I come yeah. in and you're just sitting in a corner somewhere, pooping away and just <laughs> looks at me like, completely desolate and uh, I just need to feel guilty yeah it's just crazy right yeah and then I go pick him up and he crawls into my arms kind of like why'd you leave me it's so <laughs> funny right and I go wait a minute maybe I should leave him alone just like an hour or two a day so you could do shopping. yeah just get used to it yeah I really want to get him onto a um onto his uh what is it called the the harness Hmm. You know, he's got a little harness. So this morning, I keep it near things he likes. And this morning is the first morning he actually went and kind of touched it and played with it. So I'm like, okay. So I'll just hmm. keep it close to, I kind of was using it near things that I don't want him to play with, like my mouse, because he breaks it. <laughs> yes, he's and and so I said, oh, okay. So, all right. So we got the little mouse and um he doesn't like the harness so if he really likes the mouse then he'll start to like the harness if it's close to it and it also can take his attention off the mouse and today he was like okay he went back and forth rather than completely destroying the mouse he played with both <laughs> and as you can hear he's going crazy in the other yeah. room Hello. don't leave me here alone don't leave me here alone so you might just hear me open the door so what we're talking about today is a continuation of how to um, kind of create, we created the, the vision, like looking at our vision, giving it, you know, feeding it, giving it full bodied life, right? Mm. So, you know, I kind of like to answer 
um, problems. So, so what we're going to do today is this phrase, um, now live as though you have it. Yeah. So that's, that's a very difficult statement for people. They, they don't really know what that's comprised of. What do you mean live as though I have it? Yeah, because um, if you look at it from a financial perspective, when someone says that, it's like, well, I don't have loads of money. I can't spend loads of money like I have lots of money. And <laughs> That's a really good point, Eloise. Really great, because one of the things I was looking at is statistically, once we have food and shelter, mm. you know, our basic needs met, um, any addition of money doesn't make us happier. Mm. You know, obviously, if you don't have food and you get food, you know, there's an, an expression, um, you can't be starving to become enlightened, right? I, I really like that expression because it does make sense when we're in in a war zone, you have no food, uh, you don't have water. This is tough, right? You live in a cold climate and you don't have a house. You know, you live in a hot yeah. climate, might be a little easier to live on a beach, you know, um, even people find it fun to live on a beach for months and months and collect your food, etc. Okay. Um, but um, it's really, it's really important to know that more money is not going to do it for you. Money, money is, is weird because we're, we feel like we have to have more, right? Even though things, once all those basic things are covered, we, we have the money to continue living. You know, I see people coming mm. to me for a session and they'll complain about money. It's like, yeah, but you have one of the biggest luxuries is you're able to come for a session. Yeah. I mean, it's not covered by government, um, you know, Medicare or anything like that. They have to uh, pay separately. There's no insurance, right? Massage right. therapy has insurance, but not um, other modalities um, yeah. that, that I use, right? So, people are paying out of pocket that's that's big time right that's you you really want to do that thing yeah and if you have the income to do that that's great you know you're you're doing really well yet we can still sit and say hey you know i don't have money it's like well yeah you do <laughs> you actually do you have a lot of money if you're coming for a session i mean the last thing i would do is come well no that's not true i would cover all my basics so so I would then use things to heal myself, right? Cover my basics, which I've done, you know, during my healing process, which meant I had to work less. Yeah, of course. I just reduced everything, made everything as cheap as possible for myself. And the things that I do are things that are to heal my body. Physio or, you know, herbs, supplements. That's where I put my money. It's not a lot of money that I'm earning at this point in my life, but you don't need it. I don't need to run around earning a lot. Hmm. It's like, so what's more going to do? Really nothing. It's just going to make me tired. So um, that's really important for us to know is that more money and throwing money at a problem doesn't work. Like somebody's a, um, a drug addict and they want money. You know, and you throw money at it. They say, well, you know, I need money for this. Or it, it's, it doesn't help. Like statistically, it just doesn't help. It actually makes things worse. You know, you, and again, we go back to the Bible. Teach, you know, give a man a fish, you feed him for a day. 
teach man to fish, feed him for a lifetime. Right? Yeah. Now I'm not going to get into too many details, but there is a certain segment of the population that will not be able to figure out how to get the fish. Right. Um, there are people who just can't. And that of course is one of the big problems we have in society. So, you know, if somebody's unable to get that going, they're part of that percentage of people. Yeah. It's, it's where the benevolence of others is going to help you as well. Right. Mm. Um, the I pay taxes helps you with, let's say you're disabled. You've, you've hurt your, your body. Right. Um, there are people that's happened to where their backs are out and they can't work. Or what about the veterans who serve and get PTSD, right? Mm. Um, all of these things need, need us to rally together. So you might want to put that in your vision. If you say, okay, look, I've, I've had all these things happen to me. I can make a vision that someone's going to come and help me. Of course you can. But sometimes you just don't even have the energy to put that together. Um, so I just want to leave that kind of person to the side, but also make a note. Um, I'm talking about people who really can't get it together. They really can't do it, but they're, but you know, you want to be careful. One wants to be careful not to be the victim mentality. Oh, I can't because usually if somebody can't, they can't even express why they can't, you know, it, mm. It's going to be so self-evident that someone broke their back, so they can't. And they're not going to sit around and explain, well, I broke my back, so I can't lift this. You know, uh, no, they're going to know their back's broken. Do you get what I mean? I, yeah. I'm trying to, to make this a synopsis that, there, that we can't forget there are certain conditions, certain people that will not be able to do some of these things until they get healthy. So those people were not kind of including in this, unless you have the wherewithal to be asking for help, right? Just asking, sending the message out to the universe. I mean, that's when prayer is great, right? You, you focus your energy on something like, bring me help, you know, and then whatever you can do to try and get that help. Now, that aside, you've created the vision of what you want. Um, I'm not sure if I covered this last time, but it was really interesting. So there, there's few categories, right? We have our work that we want. We want a relationship. Um, we, yeah, we want finances. But again, I don't, I don't know if I would just focus on finances. I mean, that's pretty simple. You set up, you set up a savings, you start to work with that, and you can figure out what to do with finances. It, you know, really what you want is the vision of, what you're going to do for your life mm. and you live as though you have it, which means three D's and an A, just D D A determination, yep. dedication, discipline. And the last on the list is attitude, mm. but that's really the most important one. Yeah. Now, let's just cover this you know this this is from these i'm going to elaborate in my own way but d d d d a uh comes from uh dr norman peel and he got it from someone else 
And um, as you and I were talking about last time, Eloise, some of us just have it naturally. Like, yeah, I, you know, I didn't even, I just said to people, well, just create your vision and live as though you have it. And, you know, over the years of working with people, I recognized that didn't know what it meant to live as though you have it. Um, it was just kind of literal, like, okay, I'm just walking around as though I have a relationship. Um, it's as though you're, you're living the vision. So let's say I want to, you know, uh, start a, a new project and, you know, I have my vision for how this project will look. I don't decide which way it's going to manifest. I don't do that because I have no idea along the way the path can change. New creative ideas can come up. All of, all of that can happen, but I have the vision of what I'd like to see unfold. And now to live as though I have it. Well, what would I be doing if I actually have that? So if I'm living as though I have it, there's the vision. Now I just make it. Mm. But most people will say, but I want the money right now. Well, no, that's not necessarily going to occur. We'll see. It might, it might not. Some people, you know, are great at saying, okay, I'm starting this thing. And in six months it's up and rolling and they're making the money. Right. Mm. That for me, it usually takes um, uh, about a year. Yeah. To make things start going. That's my time frame. I'm just a bit slower, I guess, than some people. And some people are a bit slower than me, right? It, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't really three years. It doesn't really matter. I started to learn a little bit about my nature. Um, we could talk about that another time, but I notice that I like to really uh, flesh things out. You know, even when we're on these podcasts and I don't feel like we flesh it out, we remain on the surface, it kind of haunts me for a week and I I keep going through it. And of course, you mentioned to me, Eloise, that one of the things with the podcast is finding a rhythm. You know, it mm. takes some time. It, it's also like I have this vision that we're going to be doing a podcast and people are going to be talking to us and asking questions and be working through the tarot and different concepts and probably bringing guests on to, to work through things. That's kind of my vision. How we're going to get there, I have no idea. I'm living as though I have it. Well, we do have a podcast, don't we? And we put this podcast on every week. So what are the things that we do? Well, number one, we have this idea. We visualized it. We kind of know what it looks like at the end. We left a little bit of room for creativity, but we know yep. certain things. We know we, know we want a website. We know we want to offer classes. We know we want to offer live um, a Q&A for classes. We want to offer some live work on the podcast and we want to have engagement. Um, so those are some of the things that, that we're doing. Also very interesting, which is going to be a surprise for you too, Eloise. Oh. But someone I know and uh, she is, her name is Evangeline Sumalius. So she has her, her own website as well. Oh, I wish I, maybe we'll post it or I'll mention it again. Um, and she does photography and we've been talking for years about, um, about creating a tarot deck. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the process has mm. begun. 
So cool. Evangeline Simalius is e- Evangeline, E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-E, Sumalius, S-O-U-M-A-L-I-A-S.com. And you can see her gorgeous photography. Now, I've, I've known her since she was a child. So yeah. it has been super amazing to watch her have the vision of her photography and start with the 3Ds and her attitude. And, you know, over the years, we've even worked together, like if she needed, um, you know, a little boost in the attitude and she's getting it done. She she found her way. She's found, like, you can tell an Evangeline uh, photo now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a, quite a few years, right? There was There was just this moment. I remember just clearly seeing this moment where she went from, you know, taking pictures that were great to, oh my God, that's her style. Uh, yeah, I just be able it to, Yeah, I wouldn't be able to explain it, but she has her own style and she gets wows. Like she's had a couple of exhibits and I like to go and listen to what people have to say. Like I kind of walk around and listen mm. and they're like, oh my God, this girl's good. There were photographers at her exhibit and they were like, my God, your stuff is great. And so, you know, interesting to watch that. So here we got again, you know, this vision. And by the way, we talked about tarot probably 20, 25 years ago, maybe longer. <laughs> and uh, yeah, now it's happening. You know, I've seen a few of the templates she started with. Of course, it's a big project. It's not a little one. So it's going to take yeah. some time. But we're going to have, you know, a brand new tarot deck Ooh, to work up. with and launch. So now that I've brought that up, an amazing thing is to look at the 3Ds. So when you look at determination, let me, I just lost the, uh, <laughs> the definition. So, I can oh. um, so determination, I want uh, the ability to continue trying to do something although it is very difficult. Mm. Okay. So that's really important. So look at us. I mean, I don't know if I would sit around and say, Oh my God, these podcasts are so difficult, but um, what, you know, everyone listening is unaware of is like Eloise and I need to chit chat back and forth for Uh, at least an hour even if it's a half hour podcast there's a lot of talking before we even start it's to get the topic get it straight um kind of test things with ourselves uh you know it, it may not seem like that's what's happening here and yes we you know we've had to find a rhythm but we you know we're working hard and sometimes it's really difficult um yeah but that determination is there. We just keep going, even though it's so what it's difficult. Right. So mm. that's one huge thing. Do you have any kind of feedback you'd like to give for determination? Um, well, for me, like I wouldn't be able to keep going with something unless I had that end goal in mind. So it almost feels like it's hand in hand. Yes, like, it does, right? So the vision, so what you're saying yeah. is the vision and the 
the determination go hand in hand because there's also another definition right so there's the ability to continue trying to do something although it's very difficult but there's also fixing or setting a purpose so you come to a decision you fix and set a purpose which is also i think that's what you're saying here's the vision which is the purpose the goal right like i have the vision but it's not like the vision for us right now it's not in the future so the vision for the podcast is not in the future Mm. Maybe what you think is success is still in the future, yeah. but that really is not why you would be doing something. If you're doing something, if you're, you envision the podcast and then you have another vision, which is making lots of money from it. Well, you're, you've got two different visions. Yeah. Um, so the, the thing is to be doing something that gives you purpose. Yeah, and it's also getting going with things. Like I meet a lot of people that want to start doing video or podcasts, and I'm like, well, just do it. And they're like, oh, no, I've got to have two series already record and recorded and have it really good quality. And it's like, well, you're never going to find your rhythm with that. And you know, Eloise, it has been so fascinating because you taught me that. You know, when we started, I really had ideas about what we should be doing and how good it should be. Uh, if it were left up to me, yeah, I likely would have never started. I would have, you know, <laughs> recorded and left it. And, but you, you really just say, "Go, just do it, do it." Yeah, and you know, sometimes I, I everything. Yeah. Yes, and I, sometimes I can wake up in the in the middle of the night, you know in a little bit of a sweat thinking what the heck have we said and what's out there and what will come back at us so, you know in this podcast i'd like to say you know we've probably said a lot of ridiculous things or things that don't make sense or misquoting and yeah you know, um, just make it i i take responsibility for it but if there are errors um yeah we just need to have feedback to to correct them to see uh, to see what other ideas but mm. yeah that's that's about all that i i get a, get negatively out of this so i just go no i can take responsibility for making the mistake and move forward from there mm. so it is quite funny you know to think wow we just did it and then we go forward yeah you got to keep doing it and that way you're just you just have so so here's the purpose and goal setting that we're talking about but the other thing is to be dedicated. Yeah. Right? So you, we devote, and and well, the definition is a devoting or setting aside for a particular purpose. Well, of course. Yeah. Right. We have we've devoted and set aside our time for this purpose. Yeah. You know, every um, week. <laughs> every single week, right? Some you know sometimes we pre-record, so we get like two times. Yeah. A week, so. We're on holiday. Yeah. Yeah, when there's holiday or whatever, we have to do it um, the week before. So um, that's that's quite uh, a dedication that, that we've made. So, of course, we have the determination, the dedication as well, like dedicating time and space. It's really important. Like if you want to write a book, it's really important to dedicate time and space to write that book. Yeah. Even if you just sit there and do nothing, which I keep bringing up, is that boredom is the mother of um, 
of creativity. Yeah. You know, she's going to give birth. Boredom's going to give birth to your creativity. So you, you can't be full of stuff to be creative. You just can't. You can't be mm. super active and, you know, you have lists and lists of things to do. It's really, no, you got to empty, uh, let's say, an hour a, a week. I've brought this up many times. An hour a day, however you're going to do that, whatever dedicated space that you're going to make for it. Um, for whatever you've determined to be the choice and your goal, right? Your purpose. If you yeah. have your purpose, you dedicate time to it. And creativity is really—it's really important just to create a space where you go in. You have—you can't check your social media, you can't look online, you can't peruse the internet. You know, you could have your internet shut off, and you just have a blank page on your screen yeah. or, or you sit down in with a pen and paper and it doesn't matter if anything comes out or not you just have to keep getting bored and mm-hmm. um, something will be created yeah. so there you go you have a vision you want to be a writer there you go you create the space you create you dedicate yourself to it and you're living as though you have it whether you write a word or not mm. you know you don't have to write the word you could do it with a painting. You could do it with sewing. You know, I, I'm, I've been really, you know, busy, you know, trying to get my body to work again, et cetera. And, you know, I've started a project to sew a couple of dresses, you know, and I have the box in front of me and uh, I'm like, okay, I really, you know, yeah. I don't have an extra room for it. So each time I do it, I got to take everything out, move things out of the way then start it and then close it up so it's like okay it's going to take a bit of time to get all that um you know material cut etc because you need a a large table yeah so it takes a little longer but you know if i was like saying no no i really need to sew this i would just create the space i just you know take the kitchen table and use it, dominate it, and say, okay, mm-hmm. guys, just don't worry about it. I'll just move the fabric, and you can <laughs> sit and eat and clean it up. Yeah. So, yeah, you live as though you have it, right? That's This is hugely part of it. And the last one is discipline, which is orderly or prescribed conduct or pattern of behavior. Mm. There we go. We have this pattern of behavior that we need to create. Like I'm saying about sewing or, you know, your writing or as we do for the podcast, you've got to have the pattern of behavior established. Yeah. Right. So do you have any examples for any of those or? Um, well, I was just thinking I, I wrote a book a few years ago. It hasn't got very far, but they, I got told when I started that process and what I did was to write every day for two hours. Right. And it was just like every day. I was actually moving house during all of it. And I still got up early or did whatever just to try and write for at least an hour and a half every day. And and then suddenly after a few months, a couple of months, three months, there's a book. And you're like, what? How did that happen? And, um, and then exactly. I had to plan to do round two to it. But, <laughs> but yeah. But yes, it's and it's, go through that process. And also, it's it's each step of the way. Like, um, mm. you know, when I wrote half my my book on the tarot, 
Yeah. More than half because I still need to, I just need to do the major arcana. But what is so difficult is editing. Mm. I find that so, so difficult. You know, I, I have no problem cutting words out. Um, but, you know, as I go back, it's like, okay, well, you know, that's not very clear. But sitting around editing is quite the activity, mm. right? It's, it's not, it's definitely not the same as writing. Writing's a whole other ball game. But editing, oh my God, making it make sense, make it, make it interesting and entertaining and readable, right? So yep. one thing to write the book, the other thing is to, to, you know, fulfill all the other qualities that you, yeah. that you need, right? Mm. So, yeah, that's, that's been interesting as well to look at my book and just sits there and I go, oh my God, it, you know, there's so much work to be done. But you get one sentence done a day. You know, which is what I'm kind of, I'm kind of thinking now. It's like, just write, you know, take time, even if it's an hour a week at this point, and just write a couple of sentences. You don't really need to just live as though it's, it's happening. Yeah. Again, it's that, it's that discipline. So, um, and, and don't forget everyone, you know, you really do need to, to know a little bit about yourself as well. Like we tend to go up in the mind readily and critique ourselves and you need to know what your body is capable of. Uh, You need to know that your mind often likes to keep the status quo. Like you could have a list of things that you want to do and yet there's this dream you have, but you're not fulfilling it. And the list of things you're doing, you need to just dump out of the way. You know, you just need to yeah. so so my energy levels are quite low while I'm, you know, continuing to to repair my body. So now I've got more energy to work out and I can actually work out and not be in severe pain. But I do have to take some medication uh, to relax the nervous system so I can sleep, get a good sleep and wake up the, the next day and not be in pain. It's changing all the time. I'm just giving you one description. Yeah. Um, so, and it's important to know it's changing all the time because you can't, you can't just think it's going to be the same. It's, it's always changing. Yeah. Um, and when it's not changing, you're a bit in trouble. When things are changing, that's great. And you just keep following the changes, but you have to really pay attention to yourself. Because we're changing all the time. All the time, right? Yeah. Everything's changing. Every single thing. I, You know, we, we've had a very short summer. Summer started really late this year. Yeah. Like, yeah it started in June, really. You know, end of June. We weren't really well into summer until the end of June. So, and then, you know, once it came on, it's really hot. Mm. Um, so here there wasn't much greenery to really light, etc. Then the greenery came. And uh the other day, uh, well actually a week ago, I looked outside and I saw the one of the trees had a little <laughs> brown leaf. Yeah, I was mm. noticing that last week in France. Oh yeah. really? You already noticed yeah. it. So, so here I am looking at again today and you know, like there's a ton of brown leaves right <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, 
really it's the beginning of august summer we're... just started oh what? i know it's weird isn't it yeah what's going on like we're that's confusion <laughs> yeah so things, the things are are changing quickly yeah really really quickly so there's um yes we're dedicated disciplined and determined but you can't let the mind take over. This is where attitude comes in. And we're going to talk a lot about attitude, but let's just introduce it this way. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good, a good attitude towards what you're doing. It's the most important thing. If you start thinking, well, like, let's say somebody, you know, started like we did a podcast. I'm like, I'm incredulous that we've done so many. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you know, I started, I think it's like, what, am I already a year and a half of posting tarot? Yeah, it must be. Yeah. I, you know, I keep nearly thinking, at that, yeah. Yeah, like, I started in January. I'm like, oh my God, no, you didn't start in January. You started January 2018. Really? Are you kidding me? Early? I thought it was about May. Oh, wow, okay. No, yeah. no, the postings. Uh, no, I started, Jan- I started, I remember it was January. So I, I can't even go check, um, but I'm sure it's. Yeah, January. yeah, probably. So amazing, right? Yeah. So now somebody might say, yeah, but are you earning income? No, I think I've earned 200 bucks from it. Yeah. Exactly 200 bucks. Okay. I, I think that's amazing. I've earned 200 bucks. <laughs> right. But yeah. so, so here I'm amazed. I'm amazed at what we've done. I'm amazed that you and I can keep getting it together, that we're doing this. And, you know, I look at someone who starts something and a month goes by and they're already trying that it's not working out. Yeah. You know, so that's not a good attitude. Yeah. I was reading, so- I was reading somewhere, um, they were talking about millennials in the workplace. Mm-hmm. And apparently, you know, if they're in, you know, I know when I've joined a new company and gone into a new role in the corporate world, like, it's going to take you a bit of time to find your feet. You know what I mean? You have to get to know everyone and you have to get to know the job and you have to get to know what you're responsible for. And then you start to, you know, do do the things, you know, and it takes time to kind of find your feet. And normally, you know, it's going to take three to six months before you're really in the flow of it before you really start making changes and shaking it up and like improving things. And apparently millennials are going into the workplace and because they're not making life changing, you know, uh, differences within three months. So like I failed, I can't do this role. And it's, I was like, wow, you know, I always went in with trying to change things immediately, but I never got to that point of seeing I'd failed, you know, that early it's like wow it's and it may be just the way we're being brought up or the way people are thinking but it's like that expectation that you can like change people's lives or make such a difference so quickly that instant is it also because we're we're instantly gratified by yeah, the internet and yeah right this you know it's this expectation it's like people coming to me in clinic you know they come for a couple of sessions and they expect me to get rid of years of pain and exactly well you might get lucky that does happen but also there's there's other things going on in your body that need taken care of oh my right oh my uh it's unbelievable what needs to change 
to mm. to change your health like if if somebody would sit down and say Terrianne, how did you change your health was it body talk or somebody actually asked me that they said well, what do you mm. what do you put it down to like what's the single thing yeah. and i looked and i went are you kidding me i changed my entire life yeah I changed the way i deal with my life i changed the way i pressure myself i changed my to-do list i changed everything and that doesn't take five minutes <laughs> no it doesn't you know I, I you know the the incredible thing you know gosh i i could go on and on about how interesting it's been to mm. transform my life and see myself so differently even like certain addictive processes are gone like i always was worried about whether you know like let's say you bought a piece of clothing you know, I'd worry, well, what if I never find that again? I, I don't, I can't. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's a weird one. Yeah. Well, no, I think a lot of people go through this. What if I don't find it again? I should buy three or four of them. And oh, then I, I, see. I, really... I thought you meant you buy it and then you lose it before it gets in your wardrobe. No, 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 no. No, no, no. <laughs> I, would, I, would, I would worry about, you know, if it got ruined or, you know, I'm not a small person. I'm quite a large yeah. person. And it's not easy to find nice clothes right they're really uh, quite frankly ugly i mean i see fat mm. people clothing i'm like why are you making this kind of crap for people like don't <laughs> just take skinny people clothes and put it I'll on make them bigger yeah. and just make the size bigger or just you know or just use yeah. use more ugly material like stop it and why is it so ugly like geez, you're a big person and you're going to put like geometric patterns on. It's just so weird. <laughs> or you're really big and what you're going to do is put, you know, what are those things like massive shirts on you? You just look worse, you yeah. know? So uh, it's, you know, it's it's my other kind of dream. If I had, um, you know, if I had another lifetime or maybe in the future, you know, to create a line that is for big people, Yeah. You know? Um, there are a couple of people who are really doing well on that. Um, mm. But some of us are just bigger too, yeah. right? It, not not small, like not narrow-hipped. And like, I'm an oddity because, you know, in, in Greeks were always quite short and they're short with big hips. But <laughs> if you're, you're short, <laughs> you're short with big hips with a little bit of fat on you, uh, yeah. you still, you might not even be a, a size 14, you'd be a, a size 12. Yeah. which not uk 12 canadian 12 and um that is like for my height <laughs> and how big i am when i was skinny i could get down probably to a size two but um <laughs> that's that's 100 years ago and I, I don't even know if i could ever be that small but um you know 12 10 is a good size for me you mm. know um <clears throat> Uh, you know, in a regular weight now, I'm still quite a bit over. So, you know, 14, 16 kind of thing. Uh, and you want something attractive, slenderizing, looks really nice, you know, and whatever. So my, my you can tell how much thought I put in this, right? Yeah. I put a lot of thought into it. I don't really need to go on. And now it's kind of like, hey, it doesn't really matter. Like, I, I don't even know if I care. If I lose my suitcase... And I don't have anything to wear. I'll just wrap some material around me. Like, you know, <laughs> you, you can't find something to wear at the stores. Oh, well, you just, you know, grab a bunch of material and tie it around you. Like, like whatever, right? Yeah. Um, whereas before it was stressful. 
like I always keep, you know, kept clothing in my carry-ons just in case, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, because what if you end up with nothing, especially when I was severely overweight. Yeah. So, you know, now it's kind of like, hey, I, I'm telling you, I'm saying this because there's so many things that occupy people's brains. Um, and when you, when you change your life completely, well, of course, you know, an interesting thing for people who have extra weight is, of course, you lose weight, right? Like that's, the weight's just coming off. I'm not, I'm not necessarily trying. I mean, I'm obviously eating really healthy and, mm -hmm. you know, I'm doing a certain pattern of things. And if that doesn't feel right in my tummy, I'll change it. Um, I'm really careful, um, that kind of thing. But it's really effortless. It's just so effortless. Whereas all the time it was always filled with effort because my mind was in all of this, right? My mind was saying, oh my God, you're going to lose more weight. Oh, you ate too much that day. Or you, like we went away uh, to, to visit someone at, on Saturday. And I said, you know what? You're just going to eat a regular meal. So I actually had bread which, you know, I don't. Yeah. And I had a few beers. Now, um, now I'm not going to say it felt the greatest. My belly was tight and distended. Mm. Um, that wasn't comfortable, but it was lovely to have that food. And of course, the next day, you know, you went straight back to let me take care of my body, right? Yeah. It, it wasn't so happy with that. So it's not something I want to do again. Like, you know, okay, you did it, but next time I'll probably say, look, no bun, right? And uh, and maybe have a beer, like, in a month or two or something. But, it, you know, it's so effortless. It's really um, what I've been trying to also communicate is this deeper connection with myself. So here, here my vision has been to heal myself. Before mm. it was... Oh, I want to be healed so I can continue working. That that didn't work out. That was really a mess. Mm. So what I had to do was say, no. The first thing you're going to do is heal yourself. That is number one. Secondary yeah. is, well, yes, you do have to meet your bills. So yeah. you're going to do the minimum work, like really, like, oh my God, I changed things. Like I had a, you know, a busy clinic six days a week to mm. one day a month, one day yeah. a month. And that's all I do in clinic. The rest, I made distance. Well, that yeah. worked out fine. I'm not, I'm not running around kind of looking for a million clients or anything like that. I've got word of mouth going on. I've got clients who know me for years, you know, people who want my specialty will call me. But there's no urgency. I'm like, okay, so the vision is I want to be working like this for now, at least. I don't know what'll happen, mm. what I'll decide in the future. So that, uh, oh, by the way, I think I need to add, I was a workaholic. Like everything involved work. So yeah. now, it, now that's broken, I don't have to work all the time. Another thing I noticed was you know, even though I had come home, uh, I started working from home distance sessions, mm. you know, online, etc. You know, I, I wanted to keep things rocking and rolling. So I got into some social media. I was on there all the time. 
you know, looking. And then, of course, you start looking at things. And wow, that was a whole weird period. Because mm-hmm. January, when I, I went through, I started seeing the physio and, and um, started a little bit of exercise. And I had the medication. And I was crying every day from pain. That was crazy. I completely stopped everything. So no more blogging, um, just, you know, the stuff I'm doing with you and the, the tarot, but everything else basically ceased, like uh, just maybe a few online group sessions, that kind of thing, but everything yeah. else stopped. And it's been a really long time. I'm not even, like I was posting on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. Minds, uh, Gab, all these different things, and I just stopped. Yeah, I just put my one post, it goes to Facebook and whatever else it goes to, LinkedIn, etc. Um, whatever Facebook or whatever my website allows me to do. And I just went, no, I'm not, I can't do the rest. I was just in so much pain. Mm. The pain actually caused me to eliminate everything. Now, as I'm improving, I'm sitting here going, what is it I want to do? Yeah. I went on Instagram and I cannot believe how fast. Instagram hooked me in mm. to scrolling, scrolling, liking, liking. Scroll, scroll, scroll. And I went, look, this is meaningless. I'm not going to fill my brain with this crap. Yeah. There's no meaning in here to me. Like, I know it's part of advertising. I know it's got all of this, but really we know ultimately it's to get our data mm. and sell it. So, okay, and there are people selling things, and I'm sure yeah, that works out fine, et cetera, they're advertising, but the health of yourself looking on that, looking Mm -hmm. at, you know, just, it's just unbelievable how strange some of it is and how your nervous system gets overstimulated. So here I am at cross purposes, right? I mean, Mm -hmm. I think it's much more interesting to sit and listen to a podcast, um, which is, which is what I do. Uh, listen to different people's podcasts um, and instead of going on Instagram yeah, or, you know, Facebook or um, yeah, you get to search what you want. You look for information, different things that, that you like instead of being fed. Yeah. What is trending by the, 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 the most people the in the world. You know, yeah. one of the things I noticed that has become a topic of conversation, it, it dominates most conversations and it, it dominates a lot of um, stuff you're watching, which is travel. Yeah. I, here's where I went. This is what I visited. Here's the beach I'm on. And it's just like, yeah, so not interested in, in that. There's so many beautiful photos to go to photographer sites to look yeah. at beautiful photos of different things in the world. Not your little photos of you with your cellulite, you know, <laughs> in your bathing suit or, yeah. you know, uh, posing because, you know, I'm sure it's adorable, um, you know, but it's it's just a weird interest, right? Yeah. It, I was it's, thinking the other day, and I don't know if this was brought up by a conversation we had, that... I notice people that don't have much meaning in their life are going on holiday a lot. 
Yes, that's just so true. You just go on holiday, holiday, holiday. Yeah, and it, like I know people, and they're like, right, that holiday's over. Right, next holiday, and I'm like, oh, I used to be like that, and I was like, what's changed? I mean, partly I don't have the funds to do it, but then I went. Do you know what? I'd actually rather go on a training course than go on a holiday now. Yeah, yeah. or or it, it just yeah. it's do just making your life yeah. as though you're on holiday. Yeah, you know, I decided that when yes, I was yeah. seventeen years old. You yeah. know, we used to. My mom used to dream about holidays. You know, it's always about, well, we're going away in the summer. This, the pain of school will be over. The pain of winter will be over. Instead, <laughs> I, you know, one day I just went, no, this can't continue like this. I can't. I can't live ten months a year or eleven months a year waiting, waiting for, for that two. month. I'm going to yeah. go away. I need to live my life so that it's enjoyable yeah you know that's a huge part of um and and you know it sounds ridiculous but it's necessary you need to be dedicated disciplined and determined to make your life that way yeah and yes it could be a whole 360 or 180 so it'll be a whole 180 yeah um to figure 360 out. i'll just spin you around yeah spin you around <laughs> sorry it's a whole 180 to yeah. to figure out yeah what how, how you know you want to be how do you want your life to be how do you want your life to be and we've talked about this before it's really finding your purpose yeah meaning not purpose meaning meaning, meaning. i don't know what purpose is exactly but meaning well, i always think you know, purpose can change every minute yeah and if you don't if one doesn't have meaning well okay well that that kind of destroys it all if nothing's giving you that meaning something to get lost in to be in the zone mm. wow you know what an empty life because i don't know about like travel can be a distraction from what you're doing which isn't it could be good to relax you for a bit but yeah i know a lot of people who don't go on relaxing vacations mm. they go to look at things yeah it's like well you know why don't you just leave your house tomorrow and just walk around the planet you know get on ships and just keep walking yeah you know like yeah yeah, I thought about that too when I was a kid was to you know just start walking and visit all different things and then when you have to cross an ocean get on a steamer and cross the ocean and then just keep walking you know Uh, but no we have to go on these things and, and you know that's fine it's fine to do but if that's what's fulfilling you you're a bit there's something lacking right yeah something missing yes something is missing something's yeah it's you know travel today has become just like watching a movie right Mm, yeah you know i i've been here i've done that i saw this i saw that and and then you know there's the whole coming back from the vacation and talking about where you were which is so excuse my english bloody uninteresting Mm. Uh, especially if you're not a good storyteller well i went to this city and that beach and i turned left over here and i i ate at this restaurant and like your story's boring first of all (laughs) you know yeah i know i'm being a little bit negative here but it is important to know that certain things will make you feel negative or make you feel like not make you but if you don't have meaning then you'll be kind of looking for that addictive high yeah right so i don't like my life but 
vacation. Um, it's a little different to say, okay, we're going on vacation because, you know, we're exhausted from all the work we've done, though I can't wait to get back and start working. I just needed a break. Um, that's like clear. You're clear about things. Mm. I'm not saying anything's wrong with travel. Have a good time and travel, you know, mm. have fun. Um, but don't expect it to give you meaning. Yeah. Like people who say, well, you know, I travel a lot because it, it, you know, gives me meaning. Likely it doesn't. Yep. Did that make sense? Yeah. Do you agree? Or would you poke holes in what I just said? Like, could traveling give you meaning? It might, right? I, I, think I, it might do. I mean, like some people make a career out of traveling. Well, career is a little different. I'm just talking. Yeah. We're just talking yeah, about yeah. people who are traveling. I think that I always feel like they're trying to fill an emotional hole. Yeah. So we're looking at a particular segment where, yeah. you know, traveling is going to fill fulfill your emptiness, right? Mm. And uh, which the work can anything can do that. We're just using yeah. travel as an example. Yeah, yeah. And can sometimes be it's because people want to run away from their current life, and so they might move to a hot country or do something radical, and then when they get there, they've still got all their problems. Well, that's an interesting thing too is is realizing that you go along with yourself yeah you can't yeah. avoid yourself <laughs> yeah no you can't yeah. anyhow there's a lot of food for thought there but um hmm. just to sort of summarize this is really about um being dedicated and disciplined and determined so let's let's just change the perspective on that if you want to travel and you're not Let's say you would, yep. you would plug that into your day. You would plug that into here's the portion of money I'm putting aside uh, yep. uh, for that vacation. Here's what I will forego to have that that trip. Right. You know, it, 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 when you when you really ha want something, you will be dedicated. You'll have the discipline to put your whatever five cents away. I remember I was young. I had no money and I wanted to go away to uh europe i was oh. to greece sorry i really wanted to do this so i saved every penny i sat down and learned how to sew i spent six eight months sewing all of my clothes to travel oh. and that and, you know and then i got to the end i had my airline tickets some money and i had made my clothes for like five bucks right each dress was like five bucks yeah you know and i had a little wardrobe so when you're when you really want something, you you'll make it happen. Yeah, and that's where attitude comes in. If you go, oh, well, I don't want to, and I I can't forego this and forego that. It's like, well, you know, sometimes you, you can't just be a spoiled brat and have everything. <laughs> there, <laughs> it, well, because because you know we'll, we'll talk about this next time, but sacrifice oh, yeah. sacrifice comes in there as well. Mm. All right, my darling, let's uh, stop here before we get cut off, and we will continue next week. Yay! All right, Ooh. my darling. Love to you. Have a fun you. week, everyone. Yeah, lots of love. Bye. Bye. Bye.